When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Rome Round League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. Today's episode, look back at last week's win over the Atlanta Falcons. Wasn't a pretty win on that rainy day, but the team got the much needed victory to stay on this hot streak they've been on. Winner six of their last seven, and been on one of the best runs of the last decade for this team. At seven and five, they are the seventh seed in the NFC right now, and would be in the playoffs if they were to start today, and they would play the Minnesota Vikings, who are currently the two seed. Obviously, a lot to still redetermine these last five weeks of the season, though. Six weeks, excuse me. They have a huge game this week versus the 7-4 Giants, and one will give them a half-game lead over their division rival. Lots to get to, so here we go. All right, looking back at the Atlanta game, obviously, um, defense comes up huge again. Um, Game-saving play, whatever you want to call it. You know, that fourth down, give me a second down. Second goal stand, uh, where Drawing Payne gets his hand up there, and Kendall Floor makes a great play on the ball to the interception. Uh... Really just shows the kind of player Deron Payne is. Um, you know, awareness, obviously, when you know you're not getting to the quarterback, got to get your hands up, make a play on the ball. Um, Deron's had a, an amazing, amazing year, his best year of his career so far, year five for him. Obviously, no coincidence he's playing for a contract. He's six and a half sacks, um, double-digit tackles for loss. Uh, he's a Pro Bowler this year. Even if he's not voted one, he is a Pro Bowl player this year. He deserves the money he's going to get this offseason. He's probably going to get paid more than Jonathan Allen. Looking probably more in the $20, $21 million a year range for Deron. Um, he be 25. Uh, I think it's upcoming May or something of that nature. Um, so Or 26. So he's still young. He's obviously still very young. He deserves the money that's going to come his way. Hopefully it's coming from Washington. Washington needs him and Jonathan Allen. The best defensive tackle do in the league right now, and I don't think it's close. You got plays where Jonathan Allen's getting triple teamed, Deron Payne's getting double teamed. So, I mean, it shows you how much teams think of those two that they're you know, allocating all of their offensive linemen to block those two guys. Um, so, Deron was absolutely tremendous again against Atlanta. Um, Jonathan Allen was tremendous again. I mean, those guys have been awesome. Main reason why this team, or one of the main reasons why this team is 1 6 7 and turned this team around. Um, and the back end of that play, obviously, was a great play by Kendall Killer. Kendall's picked up his play. Um, tremendously this last month of the season. Obviously, he had a really, really bad start, and I was on him um, as much as anyone just because I know that he's a much better player than what he showed. Um, he was consistently getting beat, and now he's playing the way he was these last couple of years and um, some of the best ball he's played in Washington since his, well, during his second tenure. I'm here with the team after the Alex Smith trade when he went to Kansas City a couple of years ago, obviously. But Kendall's a guy that I've always been high on. And the reason I, you know, was so critical of him was because I know he's a much better player than what he showed. So, and it wasn't like an age thing. I think he's 27, um, 28 years old. So it's not like he was a slippage of, you know, skills. It just he was just playing poorly, and he he right he righted the ship, and now he's back to playing um, like he should be, like starting quarter in this league. And he's two interceptions the last two weeks, one for a pick six, one for a game clinching win here against Houston. Um, getting back to D line, I've said, like I said, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen. Were amazing. Monta Sweat had another sack. I think he has four in the last three games. He's up to seven. He leads the team. Really good shot to get the double digits for the first time in his career. Another guy that's playing for a contract here the next year or two. He's going into his fifth year option next year. Um, so he's going to be looked at to get an extension as well. So you mentioned to see what this team does. This is obviously getting off track a little bit, but you know, you got 
Deron Payne due this offseason. You got Montez due next offseason. Chase will be due the following offseason. Obviously, John Allen's already been paid. If you can keep all four of those guys together, that'd be amazing. You know, those are your four of your best players. It'd be the best defensive line you in the NFL. Um, but obviously, you're going to have some slippage other other position groups because you won't be able to allocate that money to them. Um, but if you're not paying a quarterback, you know, you can pay four four of those guys. So we'll see how that goes. But obviously, they're a huge reason why this team has been so dominant this last you know month and a half. Um, they were literally they gave us more run plays than I expected. You know, a little messy versus the run. Atlanta, had, Arthur Smith is a really good job scheming up runs, um, you know, to get his you know back some lanes to cut back into. And um, you know, I, I think I attribute that more to Arthur Smith more than now their personnel because I don't think Atlanta's personnel is that good. Washington's going up against better personnel these last month of the season, but you got to give a hat tip to Arthur Smith to doing a really good job of play design there. Um, they had some good plays. Obviously, they limited it. You know, first down runs. Derek Forrest came up, made some nice plays. So did Cam Curl. Um, after they got past the second level of the defense. But obviously, it was a little concerning to see, but I'm not too worried going forward. This team's still obviously a very good run defense team and defense overall. Derek Forrest is an enforcer. Like I said, he came up, knocked up Algier and uh, Caleb Huntley um, a couple times in the game. Uh, Caleb Curl is an absolute stud. Uh, you know, he's a guy that I've always really liked. I'm just so happy he's getting some um, recognition that he is. Another guy that should get paid. You know, he's going to go into his final year of his contract next year. Washington has some, you know, money to start paying to these young defensive guys. Um, Ten to four, like I said, was great. Little shout out to Christian Holmes. I he did really well in his first career start, the rookie seventh round pick. Um, didn't hear his name called. Excuse me very much, which obviously is a good sign. You know, being a rookie, he wasn't targeted too much. He did a good job when he was targeted. Obviously, Atlanta doesn't have a lot of explosive playmakers on the outside. Eric Atlanta is really their only good receiver, and Washington did a good job against him. So Christian Holmes has held his own, did a good job, seven and Brendan St. Juice. Um, Jamie Davis continues his ascension um, in his second year. Um, definitely a really good starting linebacker for this team right now. Been their best linebacker by far, especially since Cole Holcomb went out and now is on, currently on IR. Uh, so I'm really excited the way Jamie's development is. Um, I always knew he needed, he had all the skills, just needed some time. Um, and it's, you know, just great to see that maybe he needed that push from Del Rio or Ron and has just really elevated his game and he's a vital part of this defense. Now, John Bosick was good again. Um, he's not great. He's not bad. He's just a very average linebacker at this point. Very poor speed, but a guy that knows where he's supposed to be um, and someone that can help in the run game. So Bosick's, you know, a guy this team has to lean on, especially the whole amount at least another month. Um, so Bosick, like I said, is someone that they're, I want to say back a better term, stuck with, but someone they at least can count on to at least be where he's supposed to be. Hopefully Benjamin St. Juice is back next week, um, or this upcoming week against the Giants. Giants weapons are pretty porous as well, just like Atlanta, but you know, Benjamin St. Juice is one of your usually best corners, so you want him back. Offensively, Ben uh, Brian Robinson Jr. was an absolute beast. Um, evident on this his touchdown catch where he bulldozed the defender to get in the end zone. That is who he is. That's how he was at Alabama. Um, he's a guy that is a wrecking ball, someone that's looking for taunt contact, seeking contact, tr- fighting for every yard, always falling forward. Um, that's why they wanted him in the third round last year and someone that it really brings an identity and a nastiness to this offensive backfield. So um, him and Gibson are a great, great uh, combo. I think they're thunder and lightning. You know, obviously, Brian Robinson Jr. is a thunder and Antonio Gibson is a lightning. Uh, yeah, Brian Robinson Jr., like I said, was a really, really poignant point for this team, especially on Sunday. And he was, you know, led them victory. He really did in 100 yards rushing, receiving touchdown. Um, they leaned on him as they should. And he had a great game. The run blocking was solid for him, and it really would lead the offense to a win. I like the way Cornelius Lucas played on the right tackle. Um, Tat Larson was pretty good at center. Um, so overall, it was a good, you know, good performance for him. It's a line. 
Taylor is just Taylor. Taylor is, you know, what he is at this point. He never does anything special. For the most part, his interception was absolutely horrible. I'm assuming he's trying to throw Jahan Dotson, but there was three Falcons in the, in the way there. Um, and that, that's, you know, yes, Falcons don't score out of, off of that because there's 20 seconds left and a half. But, you know, if you make a couple of possession, a couple of leashes downfield, you're getting a field goal and, you know, getting three more points for halftime. So he's got to, you know, play better in those situations. Um, he had a bad mess of Terry in the back of the end zone. It could have been another touchdown. Um, he had a nice throw to John Bates for his touchdown, though. Um, his near pick was he gave Terry a shot there, and usually Terry always wins 50-50 balls. That was a really good play by A.J. Terrell, so I'm not really putting that on Taylor. Um, but either way, I think Taylor is just – they're winning in spite of him, not because of him. And in spite of him might be too strong of a word, but Heineke is a guy that um, is along for the ride right now. This running back – this running game and defense is what's carrying this team. Um, and Heineke's doing just enough not to screw up and really – just help this team get to where they need to be. Um, I still think he should be a starter just because he this team has really good momentum with him and they really support him and play for him. Um, but he really does have to start picking it up for this team to you know make another step and get even better and maybe even make some noise in the playoffs once they get there. Um, he's not the most talented guy in the world. Um, he can make plays when it counts. Where it's evident in the Colts game. Um, the fourth down conversion, it's the pass to Terry. He, he definitely has an it factor. There's nothing about that. Uh, no, no doubt about that. But he needs to start putting some you know, better performances together for this team to feel confident in him going forward or Carson Wentz might be coming back in. Um, but, again, Taylor is someone that this team really loves. And, you know, as long as they keep winning, he's going to play. But if, if he can just give them 200 to 225 passing yards a game, um, or at least, you know, not an interception, you know, hit his open receivers when they're open, that would just be huge for him and solidify his standing as a starting quarterback. Um, once he gets to that point, I think he's always going to be in danger of, you know, getting benched for Carson. But, um, again, he, he's been a really, really um, breath of fresh air at least his last five or six weeks, and this team plays for him. Um, but, again, I think, can't, not think anyone wouldn't disagree that this running game of defense is the reason this team is turning the team around, not Taylor. Um, but, again, Taylor is a guy that uh, – Deserves to start right now, and he will continue to start. Limited opportunities for Terry. Only had four catches. Um, obviously, um, this was a running game formula with the way the weather was and the way this team is built, so he didn't get as many carries. He means opportunities. Curtis Simmons had no catches, but he did have a couple carries. Jahan Dotson didn't have a catch. Really like to see Jahan get involved more. I mean, he's a really, really good young, explosive playmaker for this team, and I don't know why he's not getting as much. Yes, I know they're not running the ball, it's passing the ball as much because the run game has been the bread and butter, um, but Jahan Dotson is one of the best route runners, um, rookie route runners in the league right now. He deserves to get the ball. He's explosive with the ball in his hands. And, you know, if he's not going to on offense, he should be returning punts. I know they brought up Alex Harrison, not the practice squad, to return for Dax Milne, and he didn't do anything. The Dotson's at least a threat back there. So he's not getting as many offensive opportunities that they should at least get him involved, you know, on special teams. Logan Thomas, he can target as well. Uh, he can target as very much as well. Um, another, you know, good part of this offense is not getting the ball as much. Again, this is the way more game plan is. The team's winning. I'm not complaining. But my biggest thing is if this team ever gets behind, I'm, I'm worried that Taylor and his offense can come back and get him just because they're not used to playing from behind right now. And I don't know if they can have the quick strike ability with Taylor at the helm and, you know, at, at this point. Um, but if they keep playing like they have been and run the ball and or have the lead and the defense plays the whiz, of course, they won't have to worry about that. But once they start playing more high-quality teams, um, give me more of a problem um so we'll see how that gets going forward recipe is defense and run game for this team 100 percent and that's the key to the streak and it continues to show how this team will win in the future um they're seven and five right now six games left um excuse me five games left um they can get to three three and two in these five at 10 wins i think they you know almost a lock for the playoffs uh, and i i think you know, two of those ones come against the giants in the next few weeks so uh, this team obviously is on a great streak and hope that continues
I move around the giant scheme. I'm just there in a 3-4. They had Jihad Ward at um, one defensive end spot, 31 tackles, two sacks. Dexter Lawrence has been really good for them, and those probably the best, tackle, best season of his career so far. 45 tackles, five sacks. Leonard Williams, 36 tackles and one-and-a-half sacks. On the edge, they have Kayvon Thibodeau, the rookie first-round pick. He had a really good game against Dallas on Thanksgiving. Yes, the stats weren't there, but he was consistent threat in that backfield, and he's um, going to be probably you know, a problem for the commanders and the NFC to deal with for these next you know, five, ten years because he – has a lot of potential, and then never was a problem coming out of Oregon. There was more some off-field issues with his desire to play and stuff, but Thibodeau is going to be someone that Washington's going to be worried about on Sunday. Uh, Jalen Smith in the middle, 46 tackles. Michael McFadden, 25 tackles, and another sack as well. Tate Crowder had 42 tackles and a sack as, as well. Him and McFadden kind of switched time. O'Shane Zimenez, the former ODU player, um, has 18 tackles and two sacks on the opposite side. It came on Thibodeau. The secondary is a mess right now, a lot of injuries. They have Nick McLeod, Rodarius William, Cordero Flott, Corner, all young rookie guys. Second-year players, Jason Picknick's another one. Um, Pinnick, excuse me. Um, Fabian Monroe looks like he will be back this week, the former Washington player. Obviously, he had some up-and-down seasons with Washington, but he is really the Giants' number one corner right now, especially with um, uh, all the injuries that they have recently. Doria Jackson's going to be out again, um, so... Fabian Monroe probably going to be gas mostly on Terry. Um, like I said, the secondary is really, really banged up. Julian Love's a really good safety. He's had a breakout year for them, A3 tackles, a sack, and two interceptions. Dane Belton's stop, starting at the other safety position for them with um, Xavier McKinney out. He has 25 tackles and interception. <clears throat> Giants' uh, defense as a whole is giving up 21.1 points per game, 36% on third down conversions, giving up 355 yards a game, 216 through the air. 5.2 yards per carry and 139 yards per rushing per game. So they're giving up the ball a lot in carries. I'm seeing on the rushing and running game, and that's a perfect watch. It's music to their ears. That's how they want to win. That's how they want to play. They want to run the ball. So this is going to be another good matchup for Washington to do exactly what they want to do. And with Brian Robson Jr., Gibson, and even Jonathan Williams getting carries like he did against Atlanta, she gets some more going forward. They're all three tough runners um, that are looking to get vertical as soon as they get the ball in their hands. So this is another good matchup for them going against that New York defense, um, who has struggled as of late. Um, they're allowing 3.2 yards per carry before contact, which I think is fourth worst in the NFL. I saw that stat provided by John Kime on ESPN, which is great to hear, and I think they're second in the league um, giving up yards after contact. So that's a really, really good recipe for Brian Robson Jr. Um, to have another, you know, maybe another 100-yard game on Sunday. On defense, like I said, there are two guys I'm looking forward, looking out for are Kayvon Thibodeau and uh, Julian Love. Julian Love's a beast right now. Um, definitely have to chip for two at Thibodeau going against Lucas or um, Charles Leno. And obviously, like I said, Dexter Lawrence have a nice, nice season for them in the middle of their defensive line as well. Their secondary is beat up. They should be able to make plays against them. Talking about Washington's perspective, none of those guys can hold Terry's water, Curtis Samuel, or Jahan Dotson. They should be able to get whatever they want against them. Um, they are not a threat to stop, stop them. If Taylor can get some time and make some accurate throws, Offense should be able to move the ball, no, no problem in, in the pass game. Obviously, they will focus on the run, but pass opportunity should be there, just like I just mentioned. And hopefully, this should be Taylor's best game in a while because there's going to be a lot of opportunities down the field, I think, to make some plays. And these guys can cover our guys, like I said, and, and Terry and Jahan and Curtis, or even Logan um, at the tight end position. Giants defense has you know, struggled as of late. They've lost three or four. They play hard. They bend, don't really break. Um, obviously, they broke a lot more in these last couple of weeks. Um, but again, I think this Washington offense should move the ball at ease. Their def- defense is struggling with injuries and just really um, declined play these last couple of weeks. There's no reason this Washington offense shouldn't score at least 21, 24 points, in my opinion. Uh, moving on to the Giants offense. Andrew Thomas, left tackle, the third-year left tackle, who's had a breakout year for them. Um, Shane Lemieux at left guard, John Feliciano at center, Mark Glowinski at right guard, and Evan Neal at right tackle. There's some injuries there. Um, Gates is going to play for Lemieux if he's out, or Tyree Phillips can play for Evan Neal if he's out again, but it looks like Evan Neal will be back. 
Um, obviously, I got Daniel Jones, the quarterback, 2,165 passing yards, 10 touchdowns, and four interceptions. 79 carries, 451 yards, and four touchdowns. Saquon Barkley's had a bounce back year for them, the best year he's had since his rookie year. 224 carries, 992 yards, good for a 4.4 yards per carry, and seven touchdowns. Darius Slayton has been their most productive receiver at 27 catches, 476 yards, and two touchdowns. Richie James has been, I guess, their most consistent throughout underneath, 28 catches, 280 yards, and two touchdowns. The former 49er um, has played pretty well for the Giants this year. Then they have Kenny Galladay, Isaiah Hodgins, Lawrence Cager at receiver, kind of sprinkling in there. And then Daniel Bellinger, the rookie tight end, if he's able to go. He has 16 catches, 152 yards, and touchdowns, but he is coming off an injury as well. They're averaging 331 yards per game, 20 and a half points per game, 180 yards per through the air, and 151 through on the ground. Um, Andrew Thomas, like I said, has emerged as one of the best left tackles in the league. Um, he's going to be someone that you know Montez is going to have to you know beat to get to Daniel Jones, but I think he could do it. Obviously, Montez is one of the better pass rushers in the league right now. Their Ontario line will have their hands full with um, Duran and, and Jonathan Allen, just like everyone else does. No one will contain those two, and I don't think those three of uh, Lemieux, Feliciano, Glowinski can hang their hang with them as well. So I think Jonathan Allen, Duran playing to have a really good game as well. And another good game again. Um, Evan Neal's good. At, he's been struggling in his rookie year. Um, he's a huge dude at 6'7", 330 pounds, but he's immobile with that size. Like, he can be beat off the edge with some you know, good bend, whether it's coming from Montez, Casey Tuhill, Jason Williams, F.A. Obata, any of those guys. Obviously, you really want Chase back. That'd be amazing. But, you know, if he's not back, um, you know, those guys can still, you know, make a contribution to this team. Dana Jones has probably had his least his best year since his rookie year. He's been solid, and the reason he's been solid is because he's finally taking care of the ball. And he has four interceptions. Um, he's been a big run threat for them. Um, obviously, Washington fans have seen what he's done to them on the ground before. Hopefully, that doesn't continue because um, Dana Jones is someone that they really contribute uh, counted on in that run game. Their offense starts and ends with Saquon Barkley. If this Washington defense can contain him, they will win. Barkley has been shut out more consistently these last three or four games. The one game he's had well last month is against Houston uh, Texans, who obviously is the worst team in the league right now record-wise. Um, so if Saquon could be you know, shut down like this Washington defense has done in the past to him and have they done to other running backs this year, top running backs like Jonathan Taylor and Miles Sanders a couple weeks ago. Um, obviously, they had a couple nice runs against Atlanta last week, but um, I think Washington get back to what they need to do against Barkley. Um, Giants cannot move the ball if Barkley's not having a good game. So if they can contain him, it'll be a good game for Washington defense. The Giants have no weapons. They really don't. They can't be the uh, commander secondary right now. Um, Dayball is a good game planner, though. He's going to design some good plays for them to you know open up some opportunities down the field. But it's not because of their personnel. Their personnel is not good. Uh, I guess said um, Darius Slayton probably at best the number three receiver in this league. Um, but he does have you know good deep speed, so that's someone to consider. Richie James is a journeyman in this league, but has made a few nice plays for the Giants this year. And Kenny Galladay has been a complete free agent bust for them, who's barely played because of injuries and really just because of poor play these last couple months. Uh, if the run game holds like it should, um, Washington DS will be fine. If they can contain Barkley to 50 to 70 yards, the Giants will be struggling to really you know make any hay on offense. Um, I think Washington stout safeties Derek Forrest and Camp Crow will be key in the run game as, as, as long as Bob McCain from the slot. Uh, they can't let you know Saquon break a big one because obviously that will change things for this team. Hopefully Benjamin St. Juice is back, their best corner. Um, it'd be you know really nice boon for them. Obviously their 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 receivers are not big of a threat for um, Washington, but still you want to have your best players out there. St. Juice is their best corner. It would be awesome to see Chase Young back there. Um, he's been out for more than a year, even if he played 12 to 15 plays. I think it would be a nice boost for this team's morale. Um, obviously they're already going so well, but again you know. 
play America like Chase back would be huge. Uh, but Chase, you know, you don't want to rush it at this point. The Giants uh, field at MetLife has claimed a lot of torn ACLs in the last, last couple of years, so maybe you held out Chase another week, um, two weeks because they have the bye week next week. But if he's back, it would be great to see for Washington. Um, really comes down to which offense makes more plays. Obviously, that seems self-explanatory, but um, I think both offenses are struggling to an extent. Washington has a lot more talent than um, the Giants' offense, but for one reason or another, it doesn't always you know work out that way um, when it comes to explosive plays. Um, I think Washington's defense is better than the Giants' defense as well, and Washington is the better team, in my opinion, on paper, and they're hot. The Giants are not. They lost three or four. Washington's won six or seven. On paper, I think this Washington team should beat this team by this Giants team by two scores. For a myriad of reasons, I don't think that will happen, whether it's something will happen with Taylor or something will happen with the line, and it's going to hold them back. Um, but uh, maybe I'll be wrong. But I really think the Commanders have a really good shot at winning this game. Um, have a really good shot at winning the next two of the Giants. Um, they play them twice in the next three weeks. So I'm going to go with the Commanders at 21-17 to get to 8-5 and five and uh, get a third place in the NFC East and have even more have a tighter grip on a spot in the playoffs. I move to fantasy. I'm um, looking at Jets quarterback Mike White. He had a great season debut last year, last week, 22 of 28, 315 yards and three touchdowns. Yes, it was against a poor Bears defense, but he finally got that Jets offense moving a little bit. He has, he's on a good team right now. They have Minnesota this week. Um, he has good weapons to throw to in Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, um, Corey Davis. Um, so he's, Mike White has you know, a chance to have some, another good form this week, especially in a game they might be losing going against Minnesota. You know, the Jets running back is on him at night. He had 14 carries, 69 yards, three catches, and 34 yards. Um, he stepped in for the injured Michael Carter. And James Robinson with a healthy scratch last week, so he might be a number one back. Ty Johnson is another running back for the Jets to consider. Um, they're at Minnesota this week, like I just mentioned, Mike White. Uh, you have the Ravens running back, Guess what? Guess Edwards. Um, he's back to be a number one back for them. 16 carries, 52 yards, and a touchdown. They have the Broncos this week. Um, then they have the Raiders receiver, Matt Collins. He's become the number two threat in Raider with the Raiders behind Devontae Adams with all their injuries, whether it be to Hunter Renfro or Darren Waller. Hollins has four catches, 63 yards, and a touchdown last week. They are home to the Chargers this week. And lastly, at the Jag- Jaguars wide receiver, Zay Jones. Had the best game of the season last year. The best uh, Last week, best game of his young, ja- I mean, his Jaguars career, his first year in Jacksonville. 11 catches, 145 yards last week. And the upset win against Baltimore, and they're at Detroit this week. With that, that includes from our week episode. The Manners are playing awesome teams ball right executing all three phases, offense, defense, special teams. It's one of the best signs to be a fan in quite some time. They are in the playoffs all right now. Can solidify their standing with a big win this weekend in New York. Chance to get a big win before the bye. I'll be back next week looking back at the Giants game. We'll have a mini 2023 top, NFL, top 10 NFL mock draft for you um, with the Commanders on bye next week. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at Roman League underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe. This is Tyler Roman signing off. See you next time.